Welcome to the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. This podcast is about getting clear on your purpose and what you're meant to do with your work so you can have a business that fulfills you and lights you up. I believe we all deserve more than settling for a job that doesn't excite you and that by getting clear on what you're meant to do, you'll feel more aligned and happier so that you can live as the best version of yourself. Each week, I'll be talking about topics and sharing tips and training that will help you get clear on what you're meant to do, grow your confidence to go for it, and create a plan to build this business you're dreaming of. I'll also be bringing on inspiring women to share their own journeys of how they figured out their purpose and created a business to do the work that they love doing. I'm your host, Melissa Hoffman. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hi, welcome to the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Hoffman. And today I'm here with Mega Tiwari. And I'm so excited to talk to Mega today and introduce you to her because not only was she one of my makeup and hair clients who I loved working with and we had so much to talk about, she is also so inspiring and she is just an amazing person. Her official bio, Mega is an author, a meditation guide and well-being coach for South Asian women and women of color who want to experience total well-being in all areas of their lives, a balance of mind, body, heart, and spirit. And I just think that you're going to learn so much from her today. And I'm so excited for her to share her story about how she pivoted into being this amazing mindfulness coach and now author. Welcome, Mega. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so honored. Mega, I did just a little introduction, but I want you to go ahead and share with us all today who you are, what you do, and what your story is, how you got here. Yeah. So like you said, I am an author, meditation guide, and well-being coach for South Asian women. And what that means is I help them balance their mind, body, heart, and spirit in all aspects of their life, professional, personal, and everything in between. I come from a really large extended South Asian family, an Indian family. My grandparents and parents emigrated here from India, and I grew up immersed in cultural activities and often feeling like the black sheep, like I know many of us do, whether that was in school or in social situations. And I followed a very traditional career path in the law. And from a young age, I've just always been interested in spirituality, personal development, and wellness. So I think I've kind of found my way back to what I've always loved as a child now in my career. That's kind of short and sweet. Yeah, I love that so much. Like I talk about this too, with my own story, I followed the traditional path of what was expected and what you were expected to do and get this stable job and have this career of a traditional job and just feeling that urge to do something different that it just wasn't aligned. And I love that you followed your passion and just was nope, the law is not for me and spirituality and well-being is where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to hear for you. How did you get clear exactly on what you were meant to do with spirituality and well-being, how you became a coach? What were some of the key points in you realizing that's what you were meant to do? 
Yeah, so I've always been really interested in yoga. I grew up with my grandparents living with us. So my grandpa was really into yoga. He would do it well into his 80s. And so I was really interested and curious and I would always kind of learn from him. And so that interest was always there. And I taught yoga, you know, as a side hustle for a really long time. <laughs> but I never imagined that that could be a career. I never imagined that I could turn that into a business. And so I actually started my business in yoga, teaching yoga in the corporate setting in groups and for individuals three years ago. <laughs> and yeah, the journey to becoming a coach has kind of just been following my curiosities or following where I feel inspired or led to go. After a while, I realized that teaching yoga, I would feel tired and depleted after teaching. Mm -hmm. And it was so weird to me. And I'm sure you can relate to this, which is something that you once loved. That was your passion that you've been doing for more than a decade. And then you all of a sudden feel, oh, this is not it anymore. Yeah. And maybe there's something else. And I don't know what that is, but I know it's not this. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I felt with yoga. And so I kind of started to explore what else I could do. I've always loved mindfulness. So I kind of started doing mindfulness coaching. And then that evolved into well-being specifically for South Asian women, because that's who I am. That's my background. And that's just a way that I feel I can really serve. Yeah. I love how you followed your intuition and we were both have that similarity of that second pivot of having the thing that you thought this is what I meant to do, or this is where it feels good to be. And then just realizing, oh, actually this isn't the thing because I, my energy is being drained now and it's no longer fulfilling me and I'm meant to do something different. And you followed your curiosity too, because I think that's a huge part in figuring out what we're meant to do is being curious and just seeing, okay, what would feel good for me to do or what sounds fun? Mm -hmm. So I love that. What were some of the important lessons that you've learned along the way in your journey? Is there anything that stood out that you can share with us? Yeah, I think... I learned that there's never a perfect time to start. You just have to go for it. You just have to take the leap. When I started, I knew that I didn't want a corporate career anymore, but I never felt ready or I never felt, oh, this is the perfect time for me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, and that's never, I don't want to say never, but I feel oftentimes you just have to take that leap and just go for it mm -hmm. and uh, follow your intuition. I think being scared means you're on the right track. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Starting a business or being an entrepreneur, it's just, you're going to be scared a lot yeah. because you're doing things that you've never done before, or maybe you didn't really see growing up. So it feels very unfamiliar and it feels very scary and that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it took me a while to realize, okay, if I'm actually feeling fear or feeling scared, that's a really good sign. Because it means that I'm growing, I'm evolving, I'm trying something new, I'm taking risks, and I'm not just staying the same or staying small. Yeah. Yeah. That's such an important shift of, you know, normally we feel scared about doing something new and that fear can just be so paralyzing and keep you in that place of being small, but really shifting it to look at it. Oh, well, actually this is a sign that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is how I'm going to grow. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's an amazing thing. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share with us, was there any resistance or any particular fears that you really had to overcome in doing the pivot, not only from being the corporate lawyer to being a yoga teacher, but also moving from yoga into coaching? 
Mm-hmm. So many. Yeah. <laughs> I feel there's just like something every day, even just showing up on video. I know we're on a podcast and we're on Zoom, but even just showing my face on Instagram stories or even just going live in my Facebook group, that is still really, really scary. You know, it's not something I feel I've gotten over, but I feel I've made friends with that part of me. That's okay. I know I'm going to feel scared doing this, but it doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. In fact, it means I should definitely be doing this because, (laughs) you know, this is helping me to grow. This is helping other people to see me. It's helping me get my message out there. There There's so many positives to it. And just because I'm scared, like you said, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do the thing that you're scared of. Yeah. And I love that you talked about the positives because sometimes we have to think about all of the things that are important about why we're doing this work, reaching your audience and helping other women, I'm sure can help you to outweigh the fear of showing up on video and speaking in front of other people and showing up on Instagram and all of the things. And you, yeah. And just getting that. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say, just getting that feedback after you actually do the thing that you're scared of Mm -hmm. and getting the feedback from women. Oh, I really needed to hear this today. Or thank you for saying this. It helped me with X, Y, and Z. That just really helps you to know that, okay, I know I was scared of this, but there's a higher purpose to it and I'm on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. I'm connecting to that higher purpose and this is helping others. And so who am I to keep this from someone else where it could really help improve their lives and how they feel about themselves and how they manage their stress and everything. Yeah. What are some of the ways that women can manage their stress or manage these fears or just be more mindful when it comes to thinking about pivoting into starting a business or a new career or something that is what their heart wants them to do? Mm-hmm. Two things come to mind. One is being really accepting of your emotions yeah. as you're going through the process, because there's going to be, I mean, just anytime when you start a business, I feel you are really going into kind of a spiritual journey or a personal development journey as well, even though you may not realize it because you're really going to be addressing some of the deepest fears that maybe you didn't even know were there. And so you have to learn how to accept those emotions or accept the fear, accept the uncertainty. There's a lot of uncertainty in starting a business. You are your own CEO. So you have to kind of set the direction. And if you have fears around making decisions or showing up confidently, like All of those things are going to come out and you're going to have to really face them and work through them. And one of the best ways to do that is to really learn to be self-aware, accept your emotions, know that feeling your emotions is not a bad thing. In fact, feeling them is the way through them. And then feeling you through them. (laughs) Yes. And then the second thing I was going to say is gratitude, because I feel gratitude has been the thing that I did when I first started my business. And it has helped me so much. In the very beginning of my business, I used to write a list of 10 things that I was grateful for every morning. And every morning it felt like such a chore. And I'm just like, this takes forever. Why do I need to do this? But my coach at the time had told me to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do the assignment. I'm a good student. But through that process, I really learned how to shift my focus and my attention to what is right and good and positive in my life. And just the awareness that there is so much to be thankful for, even as you're starting a business and maybe you don't have the clients yet, or you don't have the income or 
you don't even really know what you're doing, but your business is, it's still not your life. You have so much else that's good and positive, whether it's the sun is shining or I got to go outside and walk today. Even the little things I think are so important to bring your attention to because it can help you just every day when you're, you know, you have those like ups and downs as a business owner. And when you get into your lows, I feel having a strong gratitude practice can really help you to become more balanced and let go of some of that stress. Yeah, I love that. And it's also just shifting your energy. So instead of being in this place of negativity and fear and being scared, just getting into gratitude, even if it's the smallest thing, like you said, like noticing the beauty around you that you get to go on this walk and it's in a maybe a beautiful neighborhood, just being grateful for all the little things just can shift you out of that negativity and feeling stuck and almost into seeing what's possible for you or being open to more of the possibilities for what you want. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. So if you could give any advice to who you were at the beginning of your journey, what would you tell her? I would tell her to stop comparing herself to others. So good. (laughs) (laughs) I would tell her that comparing yourself to others is pointless because you are here to bring something totally unique to the planet, something that has never existed before. And so many times we feel the need to fit this perfect mold. For me, it was perfect Indian daughter or perfect mindfulness coach. And it's just a disservice to your own power because I'm not here and you're not here to be a copied version of someone else. It's just not going to work (laughs) in the long run. (laughs) And, you know, it applies to all of us. We're each here to bring our own unique signature into the world and It doesn't matter if on paper you have the same job title as someone else, the way you do it, the energy that you bring to it, the um, experiences that you bring to it are totally unique. And it's a total unique signature that you have to bring to the world. There's no one like you. There will never be anyone like you. And so I think just remembering that you have that power. Yeah, that's just... So empowering to hear because so many of us, especially when you become an entrepreneur, you're just constantly comparing yourself, especially if you're using social media to market your business. It's, it's hard not to. And then you may see so many other people doing the same thing you want to do, like coaches or makeup artists or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they're already doing it. And they're so much better than me. But just remembering there's more than enough for everybody. And I'm bringing my own special, unique flavor or power or whatever uniqueness to it. And I'm going to do it my way. And then people are going to want me for me, even though there's all these other, you know, people that are doing the same thing. So, yes. And one of the best things I did is unfollow people. Yes. (laughs) I do this every few months because just like you in the beginning, I was like, oh, I need to be this mindfulness person or look at her or look at him. They have a million plus followers and they must be doing something right. I can learn from them. But actually, no, that's just, that's diluting my voice. Mm-hmm. That's diluting the message that I'm here to bring because I'm not sourcing it from myself. I'm sourcing it from how can I sound more like him or how can I be yeah. more like her? And it's not... Not only is it not going to be in alignment for you, but it's not going to be in alignment for the people that you're meant to serve because you're giving them a watered down message that's not really coming from your heart. So unfollow as many people (laughs) as you can, especially if they're in your industry. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's such good advice. I love Thank that. You. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're right. A lot of times we're like, okay, I need to follow all these leaders in the industry because they know something I don't, and I want to be like them, but really it's, it is, it's diluting our own message or we could slowly un- unintentionally become carbon copies of them. And then we're not expressing our own unique voice and our uniqueness. That's so important. Yeah. Well, you have a new book out, so I'd love for you to tell us about it. I would love to. So my new book is on Amazon Kindle. It's called Wellbeing. I wrote this from the South Asian perspective, but really any woman can relate to kind of being the black sheep of the family or felt like she's been in a mold for most of her life that she's trying to break out of, I think can relate to this. It's a short read. And then at the end of the book, so I go into stress, self-care, how to really bring well-being into your life. And then at the end of the book, I have a bunch, a bunch of journal prompts, which can help you to really integrate and embody what you learned in the book. I love that. And just having those journal prompts at the end is so good for allowing you to go even deeper into what you're learning from you and just helping to integrate everything that you've learned. It's like such a great idea. Thank you. And also I wanted to tell you congratulations on being an author because that is amazing that you have a book published. And I know a lot of people, myself included, dream about writing a book and having a book published and you did it. So that is just, I think it's amazing and something to celebrate. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of it. And I'm Yeah. Still in shock that it's even out there and people are reading it and it feels really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) And you get to reach even more people, which is amazing. Tell us where we can find you online and how we can connect with you. Well, you can connect with me on Instagram, mindful mega that's mindful M E G H A or on my website, megatawari.com M E G H A T I W A R I. And yeah, you can also find my book on Amazon Kindle. Yeah. And I'm going to have all of that in the show notes, all the links. So you can find Mega, you can follow her and you can buy her book. And how can people work with you? Are you still working with clients or I think you have guided meditations now? So yes, so many different ways. So if you have a meditation practice or you're trying to start a meditation practice, I have a meditation vault on my website. If you go to my website, it's the first tab on there or If you like meditation apps, you can download Insight Timer and it's a free app there. I love it. There's a bunch of different meditation teachers and styles and I'm also on there. So you can find me just by searching for my name. And so I upload meditations on there weekly. I also offer a complimentary one-on-one well-being coaching session. So if that is something that you're interested in, you're looking for more balance in your life, more well-being, self-care without guilt, then I would really encourage you to book a session. Thank you so much, Mega. Thank you you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your story. And I'm just so excited for women to hear this interview and to just be inspired and learn from you and your journey and also to read your book and listen to your meditations. I know I'm going to start because I (laughs) have been wanting to meditate more and just to kind of start to relax. And I feel having guided meditations would help me 
as well. So I'm excited to check them out. So you should, I just did one total body relaxation one, which I think oh. is really, it sounds, it sounds like it would be really helpful for anyone who wants to get out of their head Yes, and just really step into relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need that. I know probably all women entrepreneurs need yes. that. <laughs> all mamas need that because we're constantly in our heads trying to manage the kids, the house, all the things. So that is definitely an important one. Yes. And I just want to say thank you to you. And it's so inspiring to see you starting this podcast. I can't wait to listen. And I'm just so happy that you're doing this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and I will um, see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to connect here with you each week to inspire you and share stories of women who have pivoted into their purpose so you can do the same. If this episode gave you value, inspired you to take action on creating your own purpose-aligned business, or has you feeling more confident than ever about starting your dream business, can you do me a quick favor and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode and also leave a review about what this podcast has meant to you? It helps other women to find the show who are wanting to leave their unfulfilling corporate jobs to discover their purpose. My mission is to help more women do work that fulfills them and brings them joy. Thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. It means so much to me to be able to connect here and serve you. Have a great week and I'll see you here next week.